Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis 1, how God creates and considers and allows us to choose, and we'll learn about the misunderstood meaning of the Sabbath in creation, as well as God's eternal covenant with Adam. Now, this message is available for free download at iTunes.com by searching for the Friendship with God podcast. Again, that's iTunes.com or going to friendshipwithgod.org. You can listen to them or download them all for free, friendshipwithgod.org or iTunes.com. Search for the Friendship with God podcast. You can also go to friendshipwithgod.org with your iPhone, iPad, Android, or smart device and go there to our website, friendshipwithgod.org, and you'll find information on how to add the Friendship with God podcast app on your smart device, all for free. Now, you can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. We could not air this program, this Bible teaching, Old Testament teaching radio program, without your financial support. And we do need your financial support. So please call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Or go online to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. Or again, the number is 800-247-3051. Now, also at friendshipwithgod.org, you can sign up for Tom Cantor's Daily Devotional Verse. That's Tom Cantor's Daily Devotional Verse, just a small verse from the Bible, and then also a short commentary, just one, two, three sentences uh, about that verse that'll help encourage you along your way with your daily devotion, Monday through Friday. Sign up at friendshipwithgod.org or look for Tom Cantor on Facebook. That's Tom Cantor on Facebook. You can search for Friendship with God or Israel Restoration Ministries. You will find Tom Cantor there on Facebook, and you can find that daily devotional verse there. Or again, you can have that sent directly to your phone or email through our website, friendshipwithgod.org. Sign up online, or again, find Tom Cantor on Facebook. Now, here's Tom Cantor teaching us today how evolution robs man of knowing God through his creation. But the Bible-believing Christian sees all creation as decisions of love by God. Now we come to the creation of man. Everything is now set in place on earth. And the earth, as we talked about, is God has made it, just set it up perfectly. It's like a big temple. The earth is like a big temple. But conspicuous by its absence is what? It's the worshiper in the temple. Where's the worshiper in the temple? Because man hasn't been made yet, right? The worshiper. That's our purpose in life. We are to worship God. We are to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn, if you would, to in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where here it speaks about, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see that phrase, the Mighty God, the Mighty God? That's a very interesting word. And Tim and Rachel explained that in Israel today, that word is used for the word hero. 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 Think about that. Okay, let me ask you. What are some synonyms? I didn't say cinnamon. I said synonyms. What are some synonyms for the word hero? What would you say? Champion. So now what about another word? Champion's a great word. Selfless, okay. A protector. How about role model? How about like uh, adored one? Admired, right? Don't you admire a Hebrew? A Hebrew, what am I saying? A a hero. Uh, 
like a wonder person, a brave person, all those kind of things, right? The worshiper worships his hero. The worshiper worships his hero. Now, if I were to ask you this morning, if I was to ask you the question this morning, are you a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm quite sure that you would say yes, and, and, and some might say, well, every Sunday I go to worship service in church. I didn't ask you that. Or I asked, are you a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, let me ask you another question. Is the Lord Jesus Christ your hero? Is he your hero? Some might say, well, you know, uh, I'm saved. I know the date and uh, the time and place. I I didn't ask that. Is he your hero? Is he your hero? Some say, I'm a Christian. Didn't ask that. Ask the question, is he your hero? In other words, this morning, if he's your hero, can you tell me why he's your hero? Could you do that? You know, my Ethiopian friend, I told you about Temeskin, he had osteosarcoma, so he went to heaven when he was 15 years old. And sometimes we would sit for our Bible times, and his eyes would just light up, and I would say, say something, Temeskin, you know, about the Bible. And his eyes would light up, and he would tell me things. He knew I knew them already, but he would tell me like it was, he was telling somebody who didn't know, and he would say, you know, there was a time when there were 5,000 people who came to hear the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were hungry, and he fed them miraculously. He would say it like that, you know. And I, say, oh, and I would say, oh, tell me more. And so, because I loved to hear the way he would explain it, you know. He'd say, you know, there was a time when this man was blind, and he heard him coming from afar down the road, and he started yelling out, and he gave him his sight. He healed his eyes. And so... I used to love to just just to, to say to Temeskin, tell me more, tell me more, because it was the way he told it. It was the sparkle in his eye. It was the excitement because he was telling me about his hero. That's what he was doing. See? The Lord Jesus Christ was Temeskin's hero. Temeskin was a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when you speak about the Lord Jesus Christ... Do people come away and say, well, he's a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do they come around, do they say, well, the Lord Jesus Christ is his hero? Because the way he talks about it, right? This afternoon, why don't you take some time, write down a piece of paper, why the Lord Jesus Christ is my hero. Let me count the ways, you know. Just put them down there. We come now in Genesis 1, and we're looking, I want you to think about in Genesis 1, the introductions to all the things that God created in contrast to the introduction of his creation of man and tell me the difference. Let there be light, let there be the firmament, let there be the animals and the whales, and let there be... He didn't say let there be when it came to man, did he? What did he say? Let us make man. He said let us make man. You see that? There's an excitement in the air. When he says that, it says that everything that he was made before was building up to this crowning part. And now it's like, oh, finally, okay, we've got all this in place. Now let us make man in our image. Those two words, let us, really show that the whole Godhead was especially excited and focused on this creation of man. And his built up to it. This fervency has been building. It's almost like it could have said, at last, 
we get to make man. Or we really want to do this. We really want to do this. Or we couldn't wait to do this. And it's all kind of encapsulated into those two words. Let us. Let us. It's a, we really want to do this. Now, think about some other places in Scripture where you have those two words and the excitement of it all. And turn to one in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Isaiah 1, 18. He says, come now. There's an excitement. And let us reason together. You know, he's not saying, all right, all right, come on over here. We'll sit down. We'll try to iron this thing out. That's not the way it is. There's the excitement of it all. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they'll be as wool. You see, can you feel the excitement of it all? Just like when he said, let us make man in our image. God's excited with the prospect, I really want to wash Israel and all of men's sins away. I really want to do this. And God's saying, I really want to hear the confessions of sins so that I can, I can say to them, it's all gone now. It's all gone. It's all, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's buried in the deepest sea. I can't remember it anymore. It's behind my back. God's really excited to be able to do that. And so he, had, he says, let us, let us reason together because there's a great prospect here. That's God. Now look at Hosea, another one. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 through 2. Now this one is different because here it says in Hosea 6, 1 through 2, he says, come. Let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, for he, and he will heal us. He has smitten. He'll bind us up. After two days, he will revive us, and the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. So now, it's not God that's excited here. It's Israel that's excited. And Israel's excited with the prospect, I really want to return to God. I really want to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. I know he has punished us. I know we've suffered, but I know how much he loves us, and I know how much he wants to heal us and I know how much he wants to give us life life so let us see it's that's there too and well we won't turn to them all well there's another one that's interesting I want you to turn to please and this one is in Psalm 122 verse 1 because it carries along this whole excitement of it all the psalmist says I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord. There was an excitement to it all. The prospect of being able to go and meet God. That's exciting. Let us do that. But it carries with it the let us a a great excitement. I'll give you a few more. We won't take time to turn to it. When Psalm 95, 1 through 2, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. And then in verse 6 of Psalm 95, it says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. See, all of that has the connotation of, I really want to do this. This I've been looking forward to this. And so that's how you introduce it. Also, even when we're under pressure, a lot of pressure in the trials, and the, we're tempted to turn away from God. So the writer of the book of Hebrews, in chapter 10, verse 23, said, Let us hold fast our profession of our faith without wavering. So the let us. Okay, now, man 
is God's special work. It's his special work. Why? Turn you're over to Psalm. Psalm 100, verse 3. Look in Psalm 100, verse 3. It says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves, and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is the Lord. He is God. Now, a lot of Christians who don't really, in their heart, practically speaking, believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is God, especially when trouble comes. It says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, not we ourselves, and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He is the Lord. He is God. Now, a lot of Christians who don't really, in their heart, practically speaking, believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is God, especially when trouble comes. Now, I want you to see this in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. So if you turn over to that, please. Acts 4, 23. Because in this place in Acts 4, 23, there was a lot of trouble that came to the Christians, to the believers there in the early church. A lot of trouble there in, in Jerusalem. And, and when, they, when they got the report back in Acts 4.23, and it, what had happened, look what they did. And being let go, they went to their own country and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Now, verse 24 is their reaction. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. That just settled everything. That settled all the trouble. Everything that had gone wrong. Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. You know, that's the great medicine for us to take on a regular basis, right? The heavenly physician, are you troubled? God will write a prescription for you. Here it is. Acts 4, 24. Just say, Lord, thou art God. Take that four times a day. <laughs> Lord, thou art God. Stop. Lord, you are my hero. And I worship you as God. Let me count the ways. Man, he creates man. And man is very, very special. He creates him. He, the first thing, he always, remember I told you, he, he brought him out on the sixth day, so he'd always remember he, that he was, everything was given to him. He'd be humble. And then he gave him the name Adam, Adam. And that name comes from the word red. It's like the color of the earth. And he, and he reminds him, we're going to see in chapter 2, because we didn't hear, we didn't know this in chapter 1, but we'll find out in chapter 2 that he created man out of the dust of the earth. So he, he humbles him there. And he wants to give you low, very low. But he creates him in his image, in his image. What does it mean to be created in the image of God? What, do, what does man do that the animals don't do? Well, one of the things is that what we're reading about, you know, you'll never see a baboon with a, a palette of paints and an easel and say, now I think I'm going to create a lovely scene here. You know, baboons don't do that. So, in other words, man has the ability to express and create. He's a creating person, like God. He's a creating person. But there's another thing that man does that animals don't do. And, and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14. It says there, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. That's easy, right? 
We can do that. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, he says, consider. He says, in the day of adversity, consider. Happiness, have a great time. Be joyful. In the day of adversity, think. What am I supposed to consider? That God hath also set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. So, in other words, just consider. You know, if we have, you show me a person who is on continual easy street, I'll show you a person who doesn't need God. I'll show you a person who, who has religion without reality of God. But God says, God, the, our great shepherd, says, you know, I'll give you, some, I'll give you good days, but I'll also give, I will give you bad days. Why? Because I don't want you to stay here. I don't want you to have this disease of Lot's wife, you know, turn back, you know. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to be looking forward to heaven, even though you're placed here. So I'm going to give you good days, and I'm going to give you bad days. And then he says, think about it. Consider it. Consider it. That's what man has the ability to do. You'll never see a dog sitting there thinking about, today was a really bad day. And this was, <laughs> I had a good day yesterday, but today was a bad day. And so I think, the, what is the meaning of that? No, the dog won't do that, right? But man is, can do that. In Isaiah 1.3, we've talked about this before. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. They don't think. Who made all of this? When they look up, you know, no bird is going to look up into the sky and say, that heavens declare the glory of God. He's just going to fly in it, right? He will express the glory of God, but he won't be sitting there saying, I praise God because he made the heavens. But man is to look up and to consider and say, that is the glory of God because God made that. Consider that, right? And also, when, as we go through life, that we should not just take things for granted, but as they come, we should say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you did that. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I found my keys. Thank you for helping me find my keys. Don't be like the Jewish man who was looking all around for a parking spot in a very crowded parking lot. He's circling around and around the parking lot, and he's getting so frustrated he can't find a parking spot. And so finally he says, oh God, please give me a parking spot. If you give me a parking spot, I'll become kosher. He said, if you give me a parking spot, I'll go to temple every Saturday. If you give me a parking spot, I'll put on tefillin every day. And so suddenly... A parking spot opens up in front of me and says, It's okay, God, I found one. <laughs> God says, Don't be like that. View every good thing that comes as a gift from God. Oh, God, thank you for this parking spot. Yeah? Now, that's choices that God has given man to be able to make. It's a very important phrase that's given throughout the book of Leviticus where it talks about the free will offering. The free will offering is you weren't forced to do it, but you did it because you wanted to do it, because it was your choice to express this special thanksgiving towards, to God. That's a good thing. If something good happens in your life, give God some more money for that. And say, this is a free will offering, Lord, because this, you know, or that or something else happened. And if you do that for parking spaces, then we'll have a lot of money here at the chapel. But uh, let's see. I'm just going to finish with this one thing. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22. So here, it's also speaking of choices that we make. That you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt 
according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that's the how-to. And you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speak everyone truth to his neighbor, with his neighbor, for we are members one of another, and be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. Okay, all of these things that are being spoken of here in Ephesians are choices. You have a choice. I have a choice. We have a choice. We can either put off or not put off the old way we used to live. We can either put on or not put on the new man which God has given to us that desires righteousness and holiness. We can either put away or not put away lying and anger and so forth. Those are choices. That's what it means to be created in the image of God, to have the choice to do that, to exercise the choice. See, turn, if you would, one last one. I said this was the last one, but one, this is the last of the last one. <laughs> Psalm 32, Psalm 32, 9. God says to Israel, Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding. Hebrew word there is the same one that is consider in Isaiah 1, 3. It's the same word. It means discernment. It's an understanding. That's the same word that Solomon prayed that God would give him in 1 Kings 3, 9, when he asked for a discerning heart. So discerning, consider, understanding, it's the same word. So let me read it again. Be not as the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, which, or let me plug in the other words, which have no discernment, which have no consider, consideration. They don't. They don't divide between good and bad. Uh, Proverbs 28, 7, same word. Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son that have no wisdom. Whose mouth, this is the animals now, must be held in with bit and bridle lest they come near. Okay, so here, here's the point of this verse, what God is saying. He's saying, I gave you a mind, an understanding, a wisdom, a being, this is the Hebrew word. I gave you this ability to consider, use it. Because the animals don't have that. And the animals have to be forced, but you have the ability to consider and to force yourself or to control yourself or to, to hold yourself. That's the meaning there. And so that's what it means in part when it talks about being renewed, being created in the image of God. And it is through having our mind renewed by the word of God by the scripture as our guide to become the way that our mind is channeled into what, what Colossians 3.10 calls renewed in knowledge, renewed in knowledge. Father, thank you so much for, for who you are. Thank you for loving us, providing for us salvation, and preserving us throughout eternity with eternal life through your blood We, Lord, pray and praise and worship you, ask you please to help us to understand consciously, intelligently why you are our hero. Lord, open our eyes, give us burning hearts that we might see you as our hero, worship you. Lord, help us in this renewal of our knowledge to make better decisions for you, put off the old man, put on 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us this morning and for being present with us in this class. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor in the Friendship with God radio program today. Do you have a lost Jewish friend you'd like to reach with the gospel, maybe even a Gentile friend? Well, your Jewish friend can be reached by going to friendshipwithgod.org, and you can get a free gift for your Jewish friend. Now, if you'd like some materials to reach your lost Gentile friends, you can find those online as well at friendshipwithgod.org or calling us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Help reach your lost Jewish or Gentile friends, 800-247-3051. 3051. Let Tom Cantor help you to do that. Now, Tom Cantor's also got a resource this month called the 18-Day Calvary CPR Book. It's a wonderful book that will teach you how to inhale scriptures and exhale with a prayer to God. Calvary CPR Book. Now, Calvary CPR stands for Conversational Prayer Reading, or as Tom Cantor puts it, Bible Breathing, where we just, again, inhale a verse from the Bible and exhale a prayer, a response back to God. This will help you draw closer in your friendship with God. And it's our resource this month for a donation of $20 or more towards the Friendship with God radio program. It helps keep us on the air with this Bible teaching radio program from Tom Cantor. So support the Friendship with God radio program and get the 18-day Calvary CPR book from Tom Cantor that will teach you how to have conversational prayer reading. 800-247-3051. Call us now. 800 247 or go online to friendshipwithgod.org friendshipwithgod.org to our online bookstore or 800-247-3051